Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,230. I'm celebrating the classic auto show that takes place in Costa Mesa, California, March 16th and 17th. I'll be the MC at the Celebrity Stage interviewing a number of past Cars Yeah guests who will be at the show. One of them is today's podcast guest, a woman who has a love for speed and massive skills and talents in the garage. To learn more about the Classic Auto Show, go to theclassicautoshow.com. That's theclassicautoshow.com. I'll see you there. Being able to stay within it and never give up. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hey, this is Mark Green. Join me at the Classic Auto Show in Costa Mesa, California, this March 16th and 17th at the Orange County Fair and Events Center. I'll be the Celebrity Stage MC conducting live interviews with past Cars Yard guests, including Adam Carolla, the Grand Marshal, Dave Kindig from Bitchin' Rides, Wayne Carini from Chasing Classic Cars, Mark Warman from Graveyard Cars, Mike Finnegan from Roadkill, Bogey from All Girls Garage, Big Mike, Import Tuner and Builder, and Lynn St. James, an iconic race car driver. I hope I'll see you at the Classic Otter Show. For more information, go to theclassicottershow.com. That's theclassicottershow.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am a revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from beautiful Long Beach, California, Jesse Combs. Hey, Jesse, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am always ready. I feel silly asking you that question because I know you are. A lady that is all over the place, always having fun. The fearless Jesse Combs was born for everything automotive. Her passion is to get in the driver's seat and behind the wheel of nearly anything with a motor that has led her through an amazing and unusual achievements. With a degree in custom automotive fabrication, Jesse has reached out to millions with her build skills on TV shows such as All Girls Garage, Mythbusters, and Overhauling, just to name a few, as well as through community and educational outreach. As the fastest woman alive, unofficial queen of the Hammers, Ultra Four Nation champion, and a Baja 1000 podium finishers, she empowers many through the acts of simply leading by her example. Her desire to show more women and men alike that they too can build their ideas, go fast, get dirty, have fun, and still be feminine shines through everything she does in life. And I'll Tell our listeners that I'm going to get to spend some time with Jesse down at the Classic Otter Show in Costa Mesa, California in the middle of March. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, we're going to be together at the show. I uh, can't wait to see you there. So, Jesse, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about this career that you have and your passion for automobiles before I jump into the questions? Well, I mean, the simple matter, matter, well, I mean, the simple <laughs> matter of the fact is that I was born with a lead foot. And for me to be able to become a better driver, a more precise driver, a driver that can drive completely out of control, in control, I wanted to have a better vehicle dynamic understanding. So I went to WyoTech and got my degree in custom automotive fabrication. So I understand the full workings of everything inside and out. And I really believe that those skill sets literally launched me into the next realm of being able to teach millions of people how to build cars and why to build them in certain ways. And to make them better, stronger, lighter, faster in order to go out and play and have fun and and ultimately become a better driver. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And so because of that, I was blessed with 
the ability to be on television, teaching people how to do this. Somehow God gave me the the skill of being able to talk and explain things in, in a term where most people can understand it, my mother included. And <laughs> because of that, I think it just kind of launched me into the next realm, which is, you know, brand representation. Um, I get to go in front of hundreds of people and speak at speaking engagements as far as, I guess you could call it motivational speaking. And yeah. then, of course, I got to get back in the driver's seat of race cars. And so I've been able to travel the world and drive everything from monster trucks to supercars, as well as, you know, ultra four cars to motorcycles. So, you know, my life literally revolves completely 100% around the automobile. Oh, absolutely. You know, I've, I've told our listeners, I've wanted to have Jesse on the show for a long time, but trying to catch up with her and find out where she is, you follow her on social media and, oh my gosh, this week she's down at Baja riding bikes and this week she's racing a car somewhere in the Bonneville salt flats and now she's in Europe doing, I mean, you're everywhere, Jesse. I, it's just absolutely incredible. The pace and what you get to do and the diversity. That's why I'm so excited to bring you to Cars Yeah today. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life, and it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking here on Cars Yeah. So, Jesse, take the wheel. Oh, there's so many mantras to live by, but I think the one that has really, really resonated with me, especially most recent years, is that slow is fast. The slow mm. and steady pace wins the race. You know, there's times where we can jump into something and get them a little over our heads. We have too much horsepower. We have too much money. We have almost too much support where we forget how to actually operate our business or how to make that car get across the finish line. Because if we're breaking parts, we're not making it. We're not finishing. And finishing sometimes is everything, especially in certain endurance races. You know, if you can stick within the game and not get in over your head, it's, it's amazing how you can possibly have in the middle of a race, call it a five hour downtime because you happen to crash into a giant crack, which did happen to us. But in the same turn, if you have a five hour downtime, we still finish second in class seven. So being able to stay within it and never give up. So I would have to say slow and steady pace wins the race and never giving up are two mantras that I fully 100% live by. You know, this is a great, great idea, great concept. And I'm going to ask you this because typically when people start to see some success in whatever aspect of life, they can get a little bit, I won't say lazy, a little bit too comfortable. Is that how you would tie it? And when you get to that point, how do you know? I mean, how do you know when you go, oh, I better be careful here, better slow down a little bit. This is getting a little bit too comfortable. You don't really know. You're going to kind of have to play it by feel because you know how long it took me to learn how to slow down? I mean, I'm the fastest woman alive. I literally, you know, my top speed is 483.227. And every year I keep getting faster and faster and faster. But knowing when to slow down, when to pull out is that's something that you literally learn. That's just an experiential thing that you pick up along the way because you will make mistakes. You will be like, oh, well, that didn't work. Where can I dial back? Where can I, where can I reallot these monies or these experiences or, or, you know, like just in Baja, knowing when to slow down. It's like there's certain people that have their truck tuned for the biggest bumps out there. Well, those biggest bumps only are in maybe two or three parts of a thousand miles, not right. the rest of the thousand miles. So yeah. tuning your, tuning your vehicle to the majority in the bigger spectrum of the course is way more important than those biggest bumps. Because if you can just learn how to slow down in those sections, you're still winning. Absolutely. Great advice. 
Now, I want you to throw out that top speed number again, because I'm sitting here with my jaw on my keyboard going, what did she just say? What top speed did you go? <laughs> 483.227. And that wasn't in a, a, a jet plane going to another race, was it? No, it wasn't a jet plane, though. Um, it's actually an F-104 Starfighter jet without wings. It's got a J-79 jet engine in it. It's a car called the North American Eagle. My team is based out of Tacoma, Washington. We're always yep. looking for volunteers because it's a, it's a volunteer-based team. Um, we're very low budget, and we're one of the only cars that are actually running to try and get the world land speed record back to the United States. So in our testing process, they put me in the car to kind of get a little bit more attention to the car, hopefully bring on sponsorships for the car, but in the same turn, set some records. So, so far, I have become the fastest woman on four wheels by breaking Lee Breedlove's 308 record. Now I'm trying to break Kitty O'Neill's record of 512, which she set back in 1976. So over 40 years ago. Yeah. Over 40 years ago is when we had, and she almost became the fastest woman on earth before they pulled her out of the car because she was a woman. And recently she has passed away, which makes me the fastest woman alive, um, unfortunately. But I have yet to still be able to break 512 as her two-way average or 618 as her one-way top speed. Oh, my. Well, I guess you're one lady I've had on the show that I can say, you go, girl, and I really mean it. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. That is absolutely, oh, I can't even imagine. Wow, phenomenal. Wow, I'm as if I wasn't already on my knees bowing to you. Now I'm just bowing more. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. That is just absolutely incredible. Well, all this had to start somewhere. Let's go back in time and talk about a story that instigated that passion you have for cars, bikes, and going fast. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were going to be a car gal? You know, I try to always pinpoint this, and I think it's one of those things where I just grew up in the the Black Hills of South Dakota. My dad's a mechanical engineer. I grew up around cars. My great-grandmother used to race family steamers. You know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like it's been around my life and my world forever. And I don't think I knew anything different. But I do remember I was probably circa four years old and we were driving through the Black Hills off-road, just, you know, cruising through the hills. My dad was driving and I was sitting on his lap. So, of course, he was in control of the pedals and I had the steering wheel. And (laughs) I'm sure for a short moment, he was off in La La Land looking at all the trees and the animals. And, And by the time he came to, I was down in the ditch and about ready to hit a tree. And he oh, no. gets me back up. Yeah. Well, he gets, we didn't, and then hit a tree. He gets me back up on the road and he goes, all right, you see that road in front of you? I said, yeah. And he goes, stay on it. And I think that was probably some of the best advice that I've ever received in my entire <laughs> life. Well, cause you think about it, you know, like here is your path. Stay focused. Stay within it. Stay within your means. Do what you can to stay on this path and you will be successful. Well, and like we know with racing, when I took my, Racing school are always saying, look to where you want to go, not where you are, nor where you've been. Always look ahead, just like it is in life. That's how you get to where you want to be versus focusing on where you are and that ditch that you uh, you went down into. So does your dad's voice kind of come into your mind once in a while when you're out, when you're out racing? Of course. Of course. Yeah. My, yeah. Dad's always, my dad's always with me. But it's one of those things that it's, when you take the advice, not necessarily just from your family, but from your mentors. And you yeah. really put it into consideration and apply it to your day to day. That's when you really start becoming, I guess you could say better at is whatever that you're doing. You're having the opportunity to just go directly in from 
their mistakes instead of you having to make them your own mistakes. Now, don't get me wrong. I learned the hard way as well. But in the <laughs> same turn, but in the same turn, when you can get advice because they've already been through that hardship, that's when yep. you need to take it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, you are an entrepreneur. No doubt there's been some ups, there's been some downs, been some challenges, maybe a failure or two. And I'd like to ask this question to have you go to one of those times that was a big challenge or a big failure. Walk us through it. But more importantly, what did you learn from that? And how did that learning move forward or help you move forward in the experiences in your life as you, uh, as you came out of that not so, not so fun situation? Well, you know, I don't know if it something that actually happened, but I do have to say that one of the biggest challenges that I face on a day-to-day basis in this industry is being a girl. Because, you know, it wasn't too long ago where they still had that phrase, excuse my language, but no tits in the pit. And to me, (laughs) it's so frustrating because it's like we're human, you know, just because we have boy parts and girl parts doesn't mean that we're not allowed (laughs) to be doing what is considered to be the boy stuff. So it's very frustrating because the throttle pedal doesn't know if I'm a boy or a girl, right? right. My, wel- yeah. my welding machine doesn't know if I'm a boy or a girl. And so that's probably one of the biggest hurdles every day. And, you know, I have developed a line of women's welding gear that fits us better, that is much safer to be in the working environment. Um, mm-hmm. I've done everything I can to try and, and get, you know, women's races to fit us properly, I, I can tell you all of the millions of things, and to this day, people still ask me, do you really know how to weld, or you're just here for fluff to make oh, this class yeah. look good? And it's very frustrating, because I'm like, no, I'm actually here to win, and I'm actually here to out-weld you. You want to have a well-off right now? Because I'd be happy <laughs> to show you my skills right now. Well, you know, it's it's really unfortunate, and uh, it is changing, I, at least I, I hope it is, uh, being a guy on the other side, and hopefully not a guy that's ever spoken to any woman like that. But it seems to be changing and improving a bit, don't you think? I do. I believe that it's totally growing. And there's this huge women's movement that's happening, whether it's in our automotive industry or not. But there are more women that are being accepted as real drivers, as real builders. There's more equal opportunity inside the workplace. Now it's just a matter of letting them know that it's okay, which is kind of the reason why I started Real Deal Revolution. It's my not-for-profit that's bound and determined to revolutionize the perception of skilled trades and women's roles in them. You know, nice. it, there, there's a place for us. There's, yes. We can have a comfortable working environment as well as a lucrative income working in this industry if we just knew that it was okay. I mean, there's so many girls out there that don't even know that they can pick up tools and yes. they're not scary. So that's what we're trying to do, which is what we're going to be doing at the Classic Auto Show. Real Deal is going to be setting up where, you know, you can come over and you can pick up a, a big welder or you can pick up an airbrush or you might be able to do some blacksmithing and put those tools in your hands and figure out, hey, you know what? This is pretty rad. And we want to excite them about the potentials of having a career or just even a hobby in the skill trade. I think it's fantastic. It's a big part of why I did what I did this month with Women's History Month and promoting women in the automotive industry. I've had well over 100 women on my show that are great examples of that. I think it's fantastic. And uh, kudos to you for everything you're doing to help, especially young women. Uh, Or even I I had a great uh, guest on my show that after she retired at 60, started her own detailing business and reinvented herself. And, you know, it's it's out there. The opportunities out there, you just have to take it. And I think it's great what you're doing. Absolutely spectacular. And take it and be comfortable with it. You know, there's, yes. there's that level of just knowing that, hey, you know what, this is this is 
something that I want to do, or this is something I can make a career out of, or this is something that I find joy in. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's one of the reasons I like Mike Rowe and what he's doing is showing that there's other industries, trade industries, where people can get involved and make very good incomes and have some fun. And if that's what you like to do, and and whether you're a man or a woman, it doesn't really matter anymore. Um, Those opportunities exist. So again, thank you for what you're doing for for the women out there. Let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special vehicle, that first vehicle that you got that had a Great meaning for you and maybe share a memory as she laughs. Yeah, I think this is going to be a wild story. <laughs> Here we go. Hold on. Buckle up. Well, you know, we grew up with not a whole lot of money. And I was working at the age of 14 and all through high school. I had to pay for my my gas and my car and my insurance and my school lunches and most of my clothes. And I mean, yep. we grew up where I literally had to work my tail off from the age of 14 and have ever since. So my first probably... Five cars are not worthy of mentioning by any <laughs> means. But I will say that when I graduated Wyatt Tech, I bought myself a 2000 Toyota Tundra. Uh-huh. And I have put all 230,000 miles on it. Still runs like a dream. And it of is course. now my, yeah, and now it's my full blown free runner. So, you know, wow. it's got remote reservoirs and triple bypass out back and Beaver Spring Under and a roll cage and all that stuff. And it is probably one of my most precious loved vehicles solely because I have been around the world, well, at least around the United States and in multiple countries because of that truck. And I just love that truck. I absolutely love it. And to think that it's, you know, I still have yet to change the timing on it. Um, It still runs like a dream. (laughs) Wow. Well, that's that's a testament to that mark and that vehicle. But I think it's pretty cool you still have it and it's your companion and it's taking good care of you. You've obviously taken great care of it, as you know how to do. So fantastic. Well, is there a a seller's remorse vehicle in your life that you wish you had back? No, I promised myself because I meet so many people and they show me all the pictures of the cars that they wish they never sold. And I'm like, I'm never going to be that guy. (laughs) But I'm also also never going to be a hoarder either. So, you know, if there's something that I don't have some serious sentimental attachment to, then it's easy for me to get rid of and I don't have a problem with it. But I will say that, no, I, I have yet to be that person that's like, oh, I wish I would have never gotten rid of that. And I pray that I never will be. Well, lucky you, because I've out of, well, 1,253 guests or 55, wherever we're at today, I've had plenty of people who uh, wish they hadn't let something go, including me. So you're a very smart lady indeed. Well, I would love for you to share what has you excited and fired up about Jesse Combs' life this year, 2019. What are some of the exciting adventures? Now, keep in mind, this is only a 35-minute show, and you're always doing something. But what are some of the key things you'll be doing this year that have you really excited and fired up? Well, the good news is, to keep it short, I can't talk about most of it. Because oh, as no. you may, I know, as you may or may not know, in the television world, we can't talk about anything until it airs. I so, know. I have about three to four five television shows in the works. Um, wow. my, my racing career might change or not change, but be added on to on road stuff. Okay. Um, okay. Um, we are going to go out and try and attempt to set the nether land speed record and at least try to break 512, if not 618. And if I wanted to, I can, if I'm going to go up to 618, I might as well try to do six, I believe it's 638 as a single engine record. So yeah, why not? Then, yeah, why not? So <laughs> yeah, you know, just press kind of the throttle a little harder. 
<laughs> yeah. I do have goals of building a new race car for the Ultra 4 Series, something that's IFS, but it's actually my own car because I've been racing with so many teams who I am so blessed to have that opportunity. Though now I have so many loyal sponsors that I want to be able to create and like hone in that relationship with them. So I also want to be like, as you mentioned, I'm the first unofficial queen of the hammers. I haven't won the 4400 class yet, nor have I been on the podium, but I have three first place finishes in other classes in that. So it's kind of like my my happy nickname that I'm I love to accept. (laughs) Um, But I have yet to actually achieve that. And so I have a goal of building my own car, IFS, high horsepower, different different drivetrain strategies. And hopefully that'll get me at least on the podium, if not become the official Queen of the Hammers. Well, explain to our listeners that might not be familiar with that, what that exactly means, Queen of the Hammers. Well, there is an event called King of the Hammers. It's a mix between desert racing and rock crawling. So mm-hmm. technically, we haul ass to the desert these giant rock boulder canyons and we drive through them as quickly and efficiently as possible. So our top speed through the rocks is probably somewhere between 7 to 10 miles an hour. And that's that's all in the mail in the rocks because it's very, very technical driving. And then yet we still have to go out and be able to go in excess of 100 miles through the lake beds and through the desert and the whoops and all of that stuff. So it's a very unique combination of cars because you have to have four-wheel drive to be able to make it through the boulders. So unlike Baja, which there are some four-wheel drive cars in Baja, but most of them are two-wheel drive. And most Mm -hmm. of them don't go in the canyons that we go through. So with that being said, it's considered to be like the most brutal one-day desert race in the entire world. And I will tell you, with three first-place finishes in a national championship, that I am addicted to that event. It is one of the (laughs) coolest things on the planet. Like, literally, there's probably, I would say, 50,000 people that show up to the middle of the desert. What? And Whoa. it's a desert race. Yep. It's a desert race. It's bigger than Burning Man. It's huge. It's massive. There it's 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 Burning Man for Gearheads is what they call it. And okay. it's in Southern California in an area called Johnson Valley, which is kind of close to Yucca Valley, just north of Palm Springs. And the area is like the off roading area is the hammers. And it is yeah. considered some of the best rock crawling in the entire world. So they oh developed a race gosh. around it. Yep. You don't like a challenge, do you, (laughs) Jesse? I love a good challenge. I love the endurance. I love the the mental challenge of it all, the physical challenge. I just love showing what people are capable of, not just girls, just what humans in general are capable of doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're you're a petite lady. I mean, you know, you look at you, you you would never imagine someone like you is doing the stuff you're doing that you kind of think of these big brawny guys doing. I mean, that's another great thing. Uh, you don't fit that mold, if you will. So uh, once again, you go, girl. Absolutely incredible. Thank you. Really thank you. proud of what you're doing. So, Jesse, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom patterned for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator. 
and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah is now on MAV TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MAVTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah TV. MAV TV is also available on DirecTV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MAVTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Jesse, we are back. And I have a bit of an introspective question for you. If you were manifested into a vehicle tomorrow, if I walked out and you were parked in the garage, what would Jesse be and why? A four-wheel drive trophy truck. (laughs) Well, of course. (laughs) High horsepower, the ability to drive anywhere as fast as possible. They're just mean and nasty. It's like the Lamborghini of of trucks, if that makes any sense. Like, oh yeah, I love I love Lamborghinis. I also love McLarens, but man, trophy trucks are just pretty amazing machines, if you ask me. Oh yeah, they're they're mind blowing. Absolutely. I started a new TV show this year, Cars Yeah TV, that's on Mav TV, and I got a chance to visit a guy at WFO, Trevor. Huskins, who's been a guest on my show, and he let me drive this Jeep that he built that's like a $200,000 Jeep for off-road stuff. And I'm not known as an off-road guy. I really haven't much experience in that. I'm a sports car guy. I've raced vintage cars. I couldn't believe the driving, the power that thing had. Big LS engine. I mean, just, I forget how many, 600, 700 horsepower. It blew mm-hmm. me away. It just yeah. blew me so away. I have excess of 800 horsepower. Like, they're just, there's so they're so incredible of the things that they trudge through and the thing like yeah you know if you find yourself in like what we would consider maybe a low spot in life which yeah. i would relate to silt beds in baja <laughs> <laughs> yes there you go and they're yeah. able to literally make it through it because of the power and the suspension travel that they have and when we're going yeah. through you know really bumpy times in our life we can just put the throttle to the we can just put to the, the floor. pedal to the yeah. metal yeah, yeah. Put the pedal to the metal and before you know it we're going 80 to 100 miles an hour over a whoops as tall as me, you know? And yeah, it's just yeah. so rad the things that they are capable of. Oh, it blew me away. I, I had a whole new level of appreciation for people like you and others that uh, drive and race these vehicles because I just I couldn't even imagine it. Well, we are up to the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? This, this goes back to my mantra. 
I really believe that some of the best advice that I've ever received goes back to my mantra of being a slow and steady pace wins the race. It took me yeah. years and years and years to figure that one out, but I tell you what, it is the best advice I have ever received. Yeah, you know, it works with life as well, just as you said at the beginning of our show. Now, how about a personal habit of yours that you believe has contributed to your many successes? Can you share one? Uh, eating healthy. I eat clean. Ah. I eat healthy. I don't fill myself with junk food or dairies or glutens or anything of that nature. And I tell you what, it helps me operate at one of my most peak performances at all times of all days. There you go. Great advice. How about a resource? There are so many great resources for us automotive enthusiasts these days. Is there one in particular you'd like to share? Uh, Google. <laughs> oh, yeah. YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, that one. Yeah. Those two are kind of good, aren't they? Yeah. And one owns the other too. My son works for Google. And yeah, uh, in fact, I was always asking him for technical advice and he made me this little plaque that sits on my desk that says, IDK, comma, Google it. I don't know. Google. Yeah. So I don't know. If we didn't have the internet these days, I would be a basket case because I'm like, oh man, I got to go to the library again, you know? Oh, I know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Those uh, card files they used to have in libraries when I was a kid. Oh, what a, what a disaster that was. How about if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink with anyone in the automotive or racing industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Can we, can we pick all of them? Am I allowed to pick all of them? <laughs> well, we could have a party. We could have a party. I've been meeting so many of my idols and the people that I look up to and, and have yeah. a chance to work with them, like Chip Booth and Lynn St. James and Jesse James and Jay Leno. I mean, I've been, I've been able to just meet and work with so many of them and I'm so very, very lucky. That's, that's a very hard question for me to answer. Cause I know, I know. Well, since you've met so many great people, I mean, is there, there one you think you can think of that you wish you could meet? Or even if it's somebody that isn't with us anymore from the past that worked in the automotive industry or racing that you think, man, that guy would have been cool to sit down with or that woman? Probably Steve McQueen. Ah, interesting. You know what? I just recorded a show with a gentleman this morning who answered the same way. I've had a, a few people say Steve. I've had his son, Chad, on my show a couple times. Yeah, I think Steve would be a very interesting guy. In fact, uh, just last week, which was actually last month from the time this show airs, I had Sean Kiernan, who owns Bullet, the Mustang that Steve drove in the movie Bullet. That was kind of an interesting story, um, how Steve tried to get that car back from his dad, but his dad wouldn't let it go. There's no way. You can't have this car. It's mine. So a great story there for those listeners that missed that. Go back and listen to Sean Kiernan's show. How about a book? Do you ever have time to sit down and read a book, Jesse? I believe it or not, I'm not a big fan of reading books, but there are some books that I do make time for. And I think one of them would be, is it Shopcraft for the Soulcraft or Soulcraft for oh, the Shopcraft? I love that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Great, great philosophy book. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of really in-depth analogies and his 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 writing is so technical that sometimes it's very hard to understand. Um, but I tell you what, there's nothing but passion that comes out of that book. You know, my son gave me that book years ago, and it wasn't what I expected at first. Being a car guy, I thought, oh, this is some kind of a car. You know, you're talking about Matthew Crawford's book, right? Yep. Yep. Shop class as soul craft. Um, That's what yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. I know. I always mix it up myself. I just want to make sure we got it right here. And I got the right book, but you're right. It's a great book. Uh, well worth reading. And I think it will surprise you, uh, listeners out there that haven't read this book. I think you'll enjoy it very much. All right. We are up to the checkered flag here. You've seen many of those in your life. And this last question can be a fun one, but a bit of a doozy. 
Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet, Jesse. Doesn't matter who owns it or where it is. Could be a truck, a race car, doesn't matter. Might even be an airplane. I don't know. But there's a couple rules to this little game we're playing here. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with or a bunch of racing equipment with. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here at Carage. Yeah, but I don't think that's a problem for you. I don't think dust settles on anything you have. And it's the only cool collector car you can have in your garage. So you need to choose very wisely. What's it going to be? You know, I was one of the first women to drive in the race of gentlemen, to compete in the race of gentlemen. And there was a team of people that built me a 1917 twin engine Model T. It was basically just two engines that were belted together with a leather strap, a seat, (laughs) a fuel tank, and some frame rails. And I tell you what, I felt like that was probably one of the coolest opportunities. And just to see what, just to see that, you know, ancient, (laughs) when I say ancient, you know, (laughs) like antique motors can still operate. I mean, we got that car up to, I think it was 83 miles an hour, which is pretty unheard of for a 1917 car. But I will tell you, I think that car, if I could have that back in my collection, that would probably be one of the coolest cars. I never owned it. I was just the driver for the car. But if I even knew where it was, I would probably seek after it and and get it. It doesn't have high value, but I tell you what, it means a lot to me. That is one of the most unique answers to that question I have ever heard. I'm not surprised coming from you. I, I love that question because it's a little revealing about my guests and most of my guests I've not met before. So it's kind of a new experience, but that is incredible. It's an incredible answer. And the fact that you went that fast in a Model T, uh, I got to ride in a 1916 IndyCar winner when I was at the Ironstone Concours for about a two and a half hour drive through the hills in California. I thought I was going to die every minute. It's a very <laughs> weird car. You're sitting up high and, you know, the driver, every steering, steering wheel is shaking all over the place and the whole car and it doesn't stop very well. So I commend you for that. That is a very cool choice. 1917 Model T twin engine. Wow. Very nicely done. Well, Jesse, you've taken me on an incredible ride today. I I knew this was going to be fun. I didn't know how much fun it's going to be. I look forward to seeing you at the Classic Automobile Show. It's going to be so much fun. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better, and I want to thank you for sharing your incredible life journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that 1917 Model T with a twin engine, of course. <laughs> put, 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 <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, never, never, ever judge a book by its cover. And I, you know, it's one of the most cliche statements out there, but you know, even I find myself doing the same thing where it's like, ah, this guy's not going to have the answers or this girl has no idea what I'm going to be talking about. And yeah. I am. I surprise myself every day or they surprise me every day that people look at me and they're like, oh, well, you're just too pretty to do something like this. Or and it, and it really bothers me because I'm actually very knowledgeable in my in my skills and my experiences. And if everybody could just look at me and give me the opportunity to speak, I'd probably yep. be a much happier person. So, you know, <laughs> give everybody a chance, you know, take the time yep. to get to know somebody because you never know what's lurking behind those those brains of theirs. Absolutely. Very nicely said. And what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with the exciting life of Jesse Combs? Well, if you're on Instagram and Twitter, I am at the Jesse Combs, T-H-E-J-E-S-S-I-C-O-M-B-S. Facebook is Jesse Combs Official. And if you want to go to my website, it's jessicombs.com. There you go. I'll make sure I put links to all those on Jesse's 
show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Jesse J-E-S-S-I, Combs, C-O-N-B-S, and her page will pop up with all those links. If you're not already following Jesse, you need to be. If you need some inspiration to get out there and have an incredible life, Jesse will provide it. I absolutely promise you. Jesse, thank you so much for calling in today, for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your incredible life experiences with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and, and all of your questions. It's, it's nice to be able to share this part of my life with, with the world. So thank you. It's been a delight for me too. Thank you. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.